Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Lissette. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Lissette. Today's guest is Whitney Morgan, and she is the founder of Morgan Nutrition. She's the creator of the Thyroid Reboot Method and co-founder of the Functional Health Alliance. Whitney specializes in advanced functional testing. She's after the root cause of healing for women with thyroid issues. She's got a story to tell in that particular area, so I'm looking forward to jumping into that conversation. She also is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, a primal health coach, and a certified gluten-free health coach. Now, in addition to all of this, and that's a lot, okay, in her private practice, she serves as a clinical advisor and instructor for the Association of Functional Diagnostic nutrition practitioners. Whitney, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Thank you, Jeanette. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I read a little bit about your journey, your health journey, and your story. And I'd like you to share just a little of that so that our listeners and our viewers can understand why you are so passionate about this. Thanks. I'd love to. It was about a year after my daughter was born. So around 1997, I developed a skin issue and was diagnosed with psoriasis. That was my first autoimmune diagnosis. I come from a traditional medical family where we didn't have a lot of religion in our household. We had medicine. Medicine had the answer for everything. I was taught, you go to the specialist, the cream of the crop, and you're going to get your answer. That's exactly what I did. And I got a bunch of steroid creams. I was told, hey, we don't know why this happens, but this is just going to be the way it is. You're going to have this. That was the first time. Then I became what I call an autoimmune collector. I collected interstitial cystitis, Hashimoto's, and celiac disease. Four autoimmune disease over about a 10-year span of time. And every single time along the way, I would go to the specialist and get the diagnosis and get the quote unquote treatment. I guess I hit rock bottom. My third diagnosis, which was interstitial cystitis, I had the doctor tell me basically, this isn't going to kill you, but you'll die with it. It's going to get worse. We can try and manage the pain. There's nothing that can be done. You should join a support group. And for your listeners who aren't familiar, interstitial cystitis is an autoimmune disease of the bladder. It's extraordinarily painful. It's like having a UTI that is the worst pain you've ever had, and it never goes away. It's 24-7. That's what I was told I was going to have to live with for the rest of my life. I could not imagine it. And as much as I respected the specialist in front of me, I felt every cell in my body just say, no, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go for some other options or answers, but I knew that I had to do something else. I started jumping down the hole of alternative health and naturopathy and herbs and energy medicine, just trying to jump down every rabbit hole I could to find someone else who could help me. I was really lucky that I found a wonderful naturopathic physician. She's still my physician today. So she's been with me a long time on this journey. I was also fortunate enough to find acupuncture. And that was the only thing that would take my bladder pain away. It was almost like magic. I would go into the clinic, I'd get a treatment, and I would leave pain free. And if I could get consistent treatments, I could keep my pain level between a zero and a two, which is 
phenomenal for the diagnosis I had. I just decided I needed to learn everything I can and take a little bit from everything that was working and apply everything to myself. So I was doing my own experiment on myself constantly, but I fell in love with acupuncture and decided I want to go to school. I want to become an acupuncturist. I just fell in love with the medicine, which completely changed my professional journey. During acupuncture school, I took some classes in nutrition and started applying different therapeutic diets and experimenting with those, getting different results. During acupuncture school, I was diagnosed with celiac disease and they found it as a fluke. I have what is called silent celiac, meaning I don't have digestive symptoms when I eat gluten. My symptoms were neurological. So I had panic and anxiety and brain fog and intermittent depression, things like that, which is not something that doctors are correlating with celiac disease. Even today, they don't, but it's one of the hallmarks of gluten that it impacts the brain far more than it does the gut. I just happen to be one of those celiacs that, yeah, my gut was fine in terms of symptoms. So everything for me showed up in the brain. Once I got the celiac diagnosis, because I had already been in this place of exploration and research for a few years, to me, that day was the best day of my life getting that diagnosis because it made everything else make sense. Because I realized that my celiac disease actually turned on because I I always had the genetics for it, but it turned on in my 20s when I developed a panic disorder. That was the first symptom of autoimmune disease. It wasn't the psoriasis in 1997. It was the panic disorder. So I had my celiac disease active this whole time but I was just collecting other autoimmune diseases along the way because of all the gut damage. Knowing that, it was like, oh, I could see all the pieces of the puzzle were fitting. Now I had this kind of root cause answer for my autoimmune journey. After I graduated from acupuncture school, I got additional training in functional medicine and functional nutrition. So I feel like I have the best of both worlds, the East and the West functional medicine. Now I am happy to say that all of my autoimmune diagnoses are in total remission. I don't even put interstitial cystitis on my medical forms anymore because I am 100% certain it is not inside my body and I refuse to identify with it. That's how strongly I feel about it. My Hashimoto's is in remission. My celiac disease is in remission. My gut lining is very healthy again. My psoriasis is really the only thing where I have little flares every now and then, but 98 clear. And so my story, not only was it a 15 year long journey and part of it very lonely and hopeless and dark. It's hard to go through all of those things feeling alone and like you don't have reliable support in terms of expert support, right? Part of why I do what I do is because I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. I know that things can be different. I know that just because you have an autoimmune diagnosis and just because your doctor says, yeah, it's going to get worse and this is how it's going to be for the rest of your life. It's not necessarily true. I'm living proof of that. I want other people to understand that we can reverse engineer this stuff. You can live symptom free with an autoimmune disease and feel quote unquote normal again. 
As you were sharing, one of the things that came to mind, and you mentioned it towards the end, is that lonely road that you're on for the most part. So I had a couple questions about that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the amount of time and effort it took you to go down that road. Do you think when you started to understand where the solutions were for you, that's what continued to drive you towards finding and learning more? How did you validate the rabbit holes? Mm -hmm. Because as we talked talked about earlier before we began this recording, there's a lot of information out there. So many competing points of view. How do you sift through all of that? I think early on in the late 90s, we didn't have the level of information that we have today. There are pros and cons to that. The con is that there were no functional medicine practitioners available to me. Functional medicine wasn't even in the zeitgeist. We didn't know what that was, right? Let's define that, Whitney. What is functional medicine? Sure. Functional medicine is medically trained doctors who seek the root cause of disease and who focus on prevention and more natural, holistic alternatives. It's like taking the best of conventional medicine and what we know about nutrition and lifestyle and using all of the tools investigative tools and health tools to uncover your root causes, where things went wrong, where your imbalances are hidden. We can now repair that, bring the body back into balance so it does what it knows how to do. It knows how to heal. It knows how to function within balance and harmony. That's what it's designed to do. It's the opposite of treating symptoms. So functional medicine, yeah, we care about your symptoms, but we know your symptoms are not the problem. The problem is hidden. The problem or other imbalances, those are the things we need to discover. When we correct those things, the symptoms fall away on their own. That makes sense. Okay, it does make sense. I just wonder with all the work that it took, you were so persistent in trying to find a solution. I just wonder how that compares to the average person who has something going on and wants to get to the root cause of it, but they also have their family, they're managing, they've got their job that they're managing. Where do you find the gumption? So the good news is, Unlike when I was going through it, there weren't people like me in the industry available to hang out with you for three or six months and coach you through a process and be a, a team member for you to help you make sense of everything. There really wasn't that availability. Certainly there wasn't anything like telemed like we have today where we can do things virtually also. So the good news for folks today is that there are practitioners like me and it doesn't matter where you live, we are accessible. If, if the only thing you have to be good at really is to do your due diligence to find the right fit for you. Like I'm not the right coach for everyone. The most important thing is to find the right coach for yourself who has clinical experience and some history behind them. I think it's really important to work with someone who is experienced at advanced functional lab testing because that's a different type of coach. We have your general health coach where they're going to give you nutritional and lifestyle advice based on the research. Then we have a functional nutrition coach who's actually going to do the lab 
test and find out what's going on in your gut. What foods are you sensitive to? What toxic burden do you have specifically? We're not going to guess about those things. We're actually going to get the data so that we can be far more strategic with our interventions. So those are the data nerds. And I'm a data nerd and I, I would prefer to work with data nerds, right? Those are the kind of clients that I tend to get or people that want this information specific. But that's the good news for folks today is there are a lot of choices and that's great. And there's a lot of access. Unfortunately, the price tag tends to be higher because none of this stuff is covered under insurance. I was going to ask that question. Yes. I was going to ask that question because that's probably the one thing that slows everyone's role. That's right. We have this concept that when you pay for insurance, it's supposed to take care of everything for you. You got the car insurance, the homeowner's insurance, the renter's insurance, the health insurance. When you pay the premium, you're thinking, why isn't this covered? Your health insurance is not health care. It's disaster insurance is what it is. It's when things really get bad and, and the wheels fall off the bus, I've got someplace to go to the hospital, get my surgery. It's not health care. Insurance companies are not there to prevent the wheels coming off the bus. To invest in your health care, you have to be in the mindset. That's every time you go to the grocery store, you're investing in your health care. Every time you put lotion on your body or choose a shampoo or whatever you're doing from personal care products, that's a healthcare investment. Every time you decide to stay up till two o'clock in the morning streaming Netflix, you are making a healthcare choice, right? We have to think about ways we invest in our health differently. Well, that makes total sense to me. In fact, I visited with a uh, holistic doctor and uh, he's, he said, you got to look at it this way. It's about 40% genetics and 60% what you do about it. I was battling the whole weight thing. He yeah. basically said to me, look, here's the dealio. There's 365 days in a year. Okay. And I tell the story over and over again, because people think it's it funny, but it makes a lot of sense. He said, there's 365 days in a year. If you look at all the holidays, all the celebrations, all the birthdays, whatever that number is, let's just say it's 65. You got 300 days to eat like you have some sense. Simple as that. It just makes a lot of sense. And you bring up a good point in terms of how we can invest in ourselves. That's the most profound insurance that you can have is the insurance through self-care that you do. And I'm not talking about Manny and Petty's, okay? I'm talking right. about going for a walk. I'm yes. about going to the grocery store and shopping the perimeter. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it may cost you now, but you pay for it so that later on you don't have to pay for it in poor health. That's right. That's right. And also things like getting the right amount of movement, oh, not yeah. sitting too much, but not over-exercising. We have a problem in this fitness industry culture where people think, hey, it's just calories in, calories out. That's not the case. It, it's not really just about what you eat and how much you kill yourself at the gym. We have to think differently about that. We're not athletes. We're not competitive athletes, right? We're average humans. Our bodies respond a little bit differently than the athletes that are working out like crazy at the gym. But it, it seems like we all aspire to work out like that, but we're not built that way. The fitness models that we see do that for a living. That is their profession to represent themselves that way. Though it may be marketed as we can all have a six pack, we can all have the muscles and we can all do this. You can make a decision for yourself. How much movement do I need every day and what kind of functional movements? Yes. If you fall, you can get up. That's the bottom line. That is a bottom line. I think one of the most important things about movement is getting out first thing in the morning, taking a walk, 
got to walk in the morning. That's super important in terms of starting your day, setting your circadian rhythm, getting your nervous system primed for the day, and then breaking up chronic periods of sitting. Set a timer. Make sure that you're getting up every hour and you're moving for one to seven minutes. What? Whatever you're doing, you could be unloading the dishwasher, folding the laundry. I don't care, but get up out of the chair and move. For us too, as you're consulting with some of your clients virtually, as I am talking with my podcast guests, your mind can only absorb what your backside will endure. And I need to think about that because when we are teaching classes and things of that nature, and we want to go on and on, the mind will only absorb what the backside will endure. So get up. That's good. That's good. (laughs) So get up and start moving around. I think that's why it's so important to find a coach and make the choice to invest in somebody who is going to design a lifestyle program that fits in your life, that actually is manageable, that you can execute, right? right? Because you can have the best health plan in the world, but if you can't execute it, if you can't integrate it into your life, you're not going to do it. Acupuncture is a beautiful medicine. I've seen amazing transformations in the clinic. And even acupuncturists can't explain it. We're just the vehicle. Energetic medicine has a wisdom that even practitioners can't comprehend. We just have the skill to know how to facilitate it. That makes sense. Energetic medicine in terms of energy bodies or energy fields within the bodies. In in Chinese medicine, what an acupuncturist is doing is, is they're accessing your meridians, which are energy highways in the body. There's a lot of different meridians and there's different types of energy that flow, take different pathways. It looks like a highway system. And we know which highways treat which things and where those points are that are most beneficial on a certain highway. The energy itself is where the wisdom is. So what the acupuncturist is doing is facilitating different flows and breaking up stagnation and optimizing energy, but they're not actually performing the medicine. That's up to the energy itself. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is an elegant, beautiful medicine. I think the average person, they may be thinking, all right, that sounds wonderful. I'd like to explore that. How do I go about doing that? What I usually recommend is that people look for community acupuncture clinics in their area. There is an organization called the People's Organization of Community Acupuncture. And if you go on their website, they do have a clinic finder where you can punch in your zip code and See if there is a clinic associated with that organization in your area. But if there's not, there could be just a a private community clinic that's not bound to that organization that's in your area. But community clinics are nice because they're general treatment spaces. In, In our clinic, we have about... 10 to 12 recliners all on the horseshoe setup. It's a really nice Zen room. It's, it's it's just beautiful to be in that space. So everyone's receiving treatment in the same space. And if you can imagine a web of energy that connects everybody, right? So yeah, I might be sitting in my chair getting my treatment based on what's going on with me, but the three other people are getting a treatment and their treatment is impacting my treatment and vice versa because we're all energetically connected. And I can tell you as an acupuncturist in that space for four hours at a time, I receive the benefit of everybody else getting treated, even though I have no needles in me. 
<laughs> it's a magical thing. It really is. That beats taking a, a bunch of pharmaceuticals to so-called heal, but we know that's not really happening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceuticals are necessary when we need them, but uh, like we were talking about before you hit record, there is no magic pill out there. Even if a pharmaceutical gets rid of a symptom, it doesn't mean that it fixes the problem. And same with the supplement. There's no way you can supplement your way or prescription drug your way out of imbalance, right? Those things don't address root causes in a way that nutrition and lifestyle does. So what I'm telling people all the time, because I, I get clients coming to me and they, they're taking every supplement under the sun, but yet they're still eating a sad American diet. They're still sleeping four to five hours a night. They're sitting all day and they're not managing their stress. It doesn't matter how many supplements you take. None of them are going to offset all of the choices you're making. So now you're just flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, that's the disconnect. It's amazing to me the amount of people who really don't have the basic knowledge. We almost have to reprogram ourselves and it just takes a while to get there. It's it's also like the, the idea in the head that Oh, I can eat a Snickers bar and that's so many calories. All I got to do is get on the elliptical for this amount of time to burn that amount of calories. And it completely washes out that Snickers bar as if it never happened. That's still very present today in our mindset. But what they're not thinking about is how does your body respond to the sugar, the chocolate, the the, the artificial ingredients, the peanuts that you may or may not be allergic to, but you really don't know. It just goes on and on. You got to invest some time into the basic knowledge. Absolutely. If you don't have the time to invest, like you were talking about before, the average person is just so overwhelming because there's so much information out there and a lot of it's conflicting information. So now you're confused. What I see all the time is just like people are getting their news on social media, they're getting their health information on social media. Now I'm on social media too, and I provide information, but there's a difference between influencers and actual health advocates, evidence-based people providing information. And it's hard to tell the difference. It is hard to tell. And the average person has a difficult time telling the difference. Honestly, health influencers are really good at marketing. They're really good at getting attention and getting your buy-in. Unfortunately, people will wind up saying, I've tried everything under the sun. I've tried this and I tried this and I tried this. And and it said that in 30 days, this was going to happen. And in in two months, this was going to happen. And here I am still in the same place I always was. What's going on? I tried all the things. Yeah, it's because it's easy to get sucked into these quick fix health gimmicks. I agree with that. The thought occurs to me, there are many different approaches that could work depending on your environment and situation to your point, there's no miracle pill that's going to work. The reality is that there could be different modalities. You have one doctor who's talking about gut health in a certain way. Then you have another doctor who says, I don't believe in all that lectin stuff. I'm not sure how that important that is. Mm -hmm. Then you have one one doctor who says, give fruit the boot because it's keeping you fat. Then you have a doctor who says, it's important to include all food groups in what you're eating. So then it's not really conflicting, but they just really believe in their methodology. But I think that there's probably some way to converge it to your own personal situation and do what seems to work best. But the only way to find out is to do something and look at the results. Particularly when we're talking about food. That's why testing is so important because 
there is no one size fits all diet. So food sensitivities need to be taken into account. Your diagnoses, your health history, all of these things need to be taken into account when we're customizing a nutritional template. Then also you've got the other layer of what if you're a vegan or a vegetarian? There's a large percentage of the population that will not eat certain foods for certain reasons that really have nothing to do with nutrition, but but are more kind of moral and spiritual. So so who's the right health coach for that group? I'm not the right health coach for a vegan. I won't actually work with vegans because I can't help them therapeutically in the way that I know that I believe is best for them to heal. So now my job is to have that vegan functional coach that I really trust that I can refer you to because I know that I'm not the person for you. Having support systems, be it community-based or one-on-one coaching, no matter what space you're in, vegan, vegetarian, or like we are, equal opportunity eaters, okay? And I say that with pride, okay? (laughs) Say that with pride, but you still have to understand what works best for you. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate what you're doing and the work that you're doing. As you look at the body of work that you've done over all these years and had to, to come to grips with what your mission is and why it matters, how would you put that together? I would say the driving mission is people dealing with chronic illness identify and eliminate the root causes of that illness so that they can live a vibrant symptom-free life. Beautiful. And nine times out of 10, that means doing some functional lab testing. But quite honestly, you can get 80% of the way there for most people just by getting a customized nutrition and lifestyle program that you can execute that's well-designed for you and have someone on your team like me or any other health coach, have someone on your team can hold your hand as you execute it. I completely changed my business model, God, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, to offer unlimited access to my clients. Because that was the biggest obstacle that I found in my client success is the ability to have my attention when they needed it, right? We can't schedule crisis. We can't schedule confusion. These things happen spontaneously. When you're on a health journey with a situation where you don't have people around you to support you, you don't have cheerleaders in your household, right? Maybe you've got people who are resisting the changes you're trying to make. It's even more important to have someone who is available to you whenever there's time on their schedule. I've got clients messaging me from the grocery store on the weekend. That's the kind of access they need. Even if they're not talking to me every day, they know they can. That makes all the difference in the world in terms of their ability to stay motivated and to feel seen and valued and heard and cared for. That is healing in and of itself, Mm -hmm. right? Way beyond the food you're putting in your body and how much sleep you're getting. If you know you have someone who cares about your healing journey, is just as committed as you are and is with you every step of the way, that's priceless. I would have paid top dollar for that in 1997. Let me tell you. Do you have a Facebook group or anything like that online? 
I have Whitney Morgan Nutrition. That's my private practice. I've just developed another collaboration with a friend and fellow colleague who has a similar business. She's also a functional nutrition coach. It's called the Functional Health Alliance. And we really created this community for all of the people out there who wanted to work with us and weren't able to afford it but still want evidence-based coaching. They want access, they want support, and they don't want to have to rely on Instagram influencers and Google, right? That's not a health coach. Google is not a health coach. If your listeners want to go to the Functional Health Alliance, they can ask to join our private Facebook group. And my colleague, Paula Reed, we are in there every day. We're answering questions. We are posting educational content. We have live Q&A sessions that people can join We also offer private one-on-one office hours, 15-minute one-on-one sessions that you can get over Zoom with us. So we really wanted to remove a lot of the barriers that you and I have been talking about. Now, we don't offer the functional lab testing at that level, but like I said, you can get 80% of what you really want accomplished for your health transformation. You can get that done with nutrition and lifestyle and support. That's the important thing. So I would encourage all your listeners to come visit us at Functional Health Alliance and join the group. Fantastic. That's a beautiful thing because uh, I have a small group of friends who are all very active. We motivate each other through text messages, Mm -hmm. videos that we show each other about what we're doing, the walking trails we're on, what's going on with our programs and things of that nature. We're finding that everyone is making a commitment to have optimal health wherever they are, but you've got to move your body. Motion is the lotion. Motion is the lotion. I understand the support. I'm happy to hear that you and your partner have come together on this because it um, can form the, the foundational pieces to someone actually starting to build a program around the lifestyle that they actually want to have. And they yeah. have to know it's possible. It yes. is possible. That's right. There may be some changes or adjustments you might need to make in your lifestyle in terms of how you spend your time, what you spend your time on, who you're surrounding yourself with. Just make some other decisions about what you want for your life. I think that we can talk forever. I know. (laughs) I invited you on the show as you got a lot to share. Um, It's a pleasure to talk to someone that's in your space. In fact, I think you may be one of the first coaches, health coaches, nutrition coaches that I've had whose business is organized the way yours is organized. It seems very accessible with as few boundaries as possible. The reality is there are many people who would like to experience optimum health or just feel better. So I definitely appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. And I hope we get to connect again. I'm sure we will. Thanks so much, Whitney. All right. Take care, Jeanette. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.